Amen. Thanks, Hannah. Well, I want to kind of go down memory lane a little bit and look at some events with you. Um, the first event, some of you guys um, will remember this first event. Got a picture here. And uh, this, this guy, uh, some of you guys can remember uh, the assassination of JFK. Raise your hand. If, you, know, you don't have to raise your hand. Um, and so you remember, you remember right where you were. You remember right where you were when uh, you learned that uh, the President of the United States was assassinated. You can, in your mind's eye, you can see that place. That event kind of struck a chord with you. And um, that's a very powerful memory that you have. I, I was going to put Abraham Lincoln's assassination up there, but I thought Al Baxter was the only guy that could remember that one, and so uh, I thought, um, oh, brother. Um, so uh, uh, you remember that event. You remember, some of you, some of you are old enough to remember that event, that event, and uh, here's another event. Some of you remember, some of you remember, maybe it was the first kind of one that you remember, um, uh, the Bicentennial, you know, 1976, it was a big deal that whole a year, and especially on the 4th of July, there were big parades, and television broadcasts, and some of you guys can remember uh, the bicentennial year, the 4th of July year, 19, 1976, some of you can remember that, and big impact there. Uh, some of you, uh, some of you, uh, maybe you can think of uh, this next one. This next one is, um, what is that? Space Shuttle Challenger in 1986, 1986. And uh, you remember where you were, and uh, you remember watching some of that stuff on TV, and that had a big impact on you, and it, it changed kind of your your thoughts about a lot of things, and, and these kind of events take place uh, in your life, and they're big events, they're big events. Here's another event. Um, uh, many of us, you know, many of us in the room can remember 9-11. Uh, you remember where you were watching TV at, you remember phone calls that you had that day and calling people. You remember the, uh, all of the uh, airlines being shut down, and uh, it was a big, big deal, a big day, and, and really the world hasn't been the same since then, you know? Uh, and so you remember that. It kind of pushes in on your heart. You remember that event, a very, very, very significant day. Hard to believe that this year, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of that, right? And a big deal, big, big event. Uh, for for kids probably today in school and uh, things that are going on, here's one maybe that uh, uh, this this pandemic, this pandemic is this going to be something that they remember that year or that year and a half that they had to go to school, they had to wear a mask or that that time that they you know the school just was canceled and and everybody was walking around. Big big events that take place. And uh, everybody is aware of them. Everybody's, uh, they're, they're, they're impactful. They're impactful events. But I want you to think about this, about events. This is true. No matter how big the impact, the farther away we get from the event, the more the impact subsides. No, how, no matter how big the event, the farther away we get from that event, the more the impact subsides. Let's pray together. Father, I just ask that you will um, help us to learn exactly what you want us to learn. That you would uh, pull the distractions out of our head and that you would uh, help us ultimately to forget everything that takes place this morning except for that thing or those things that you want us to put in our heart and to learn. We ask it in Jesus' name, and amen. Question. 
What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? Uh, the pollsters tell us that the majority of people in America claim to be Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? Now, before you answer that, even in your own mind, what does it mean to be a Christian? Uh, are there some facts that I want to give you that you kind of can put in there to help build your case of what it means to you to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? Fact number one is this. Jesus Christ never even spoke the word Christian. Jesus Christ never asked anyone ever to be a Christian. Never did. Never spoke the word. Never asked anybody to be a Christian. The most common word that was referred to, referred to as Jesus himself. Uh, Jesus, uh, they wouldn't say, oh, that Christian guy, who's, you know, he's, he's the guy starting that Christian thing over there. The most common word that was assigned to Jesus in the day, it wasn't even his name. The most common name assigned to Jesus at the time was Rabbi, Rabbi. Rabbi Jesus never called anybody to be a Christian. He never said the word a Christian. When people would refer to him, they wouldn't call him a Christian either. They would call him a rabbi, which means teacher, teacher, teacher. And then those people that were following Jesus around, uh, you know, the Christians that were following uh, Jesus around, they were never, ever, ever called Christians. They weren't Christians. They were called Disciples. They were called disciples, which means learner. It means learner. Jesus never said to be a Christian, but he said, I am a teacher and you are to be learner. Learner, learner. Well, uh, Jesus, he ascends up into heaven after uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He comes uh, back to life and he walks around and he's communicating uh, for several days uh, uh, with his um, uh, disciples and he's teaching them and he's communicating to them, hey guys, I'm, I'm going to go up and be with my father and, and I'm going to turn over the keys to the church to you guys and so I want you to go out and start my church. And he never says, I want you to go out and start the Christian church. He says, I want you to go out and start the church and uh, and and so naturally uh, the, everybody knew them as Christians then no no they, they weren't known as Christians they weren't and so what does it mean to be a Christian they weren't known as Christians in fact the Apostle Paul uh, you remember he becomes a very dynamic apostle but before he was an apostle everyone knew him as Saul and all he wanted to do is go around and squash these people that were following uh, Jesus and uh, and so he says I want to go get the Christians. No, he, he never said that. He never said that. They weren't called Christians. Uh, they were called two words. They were called two words. Here's, here's the way Paul kind of addresses what these people that were following Jesus in the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 1 2. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for a letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether man or woman, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. So what were they? Who were they? They were called the way. 
the people that were following Jesus were a part of a thing called the way. And in the Greek language, it would be the path. They were a part of a people that were on the path. Jesus and the disciples didn't go out to find Christians. They found learners, people on the path. Further defining the word Christian, what does it mean to be a Christian? Now we can jump into Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Paul says this, Do not, do not conform, conform, say conform. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. The patterns of this world. What, what does conform mean? To fashion or to shape uh, one thing after another. Picture a cookie cutter. Uh, you know, you, you make the cookies, right? And you get the cookie cutter and you're just kind of stamping them out so that they all sort of look the same. And Paul says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Well, what are the patterns of this world? Well, you know, today we kind of watch the news and you kind of watch the evening news or the, the local news and, and, and you see that news and they're trying to tell you and communicate to you what the patterns of this world are and they want us to adhere to those patterns. But as Christians, we are not to be politically correct. Uh, we're, we're supposed to be followers and learners of Jesus. We're not supposed to be uh, um, uh, to follow the peer pressure, we're not supposed to follow the media spin. We're we're to be we're, we're not to conform to the patterns of this world, but we are to be transformed. Be transformed, not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed. And and that's where we get the word metamorphosis. That's the Greek word transform. Uh, metamorphosis is the metamorphi, and uh, and that's the picture of the butterfly, right? The butterfly starts as the caterpillar, but it turns into uh, the butterfly. What does does it mean to be a Christian? Jesus never called anybody to be a Christian. Christians. Maybe we could define it this way. Christian. We say, I want to be a Christian. I agree to start down a path and learn from Jesus to be transformed into his likeness. I agree to start down a path and learn from Jesus to be transformed into his likeness. What does it mean to be Christian? Christians, we have a problem. Christians have a problem today. Because too often, they ask a bad question. They say, and we say, when did you become a Christian? We ask that question. Or we might ask, are you a Christian? That's a bad question. That's a bad question. Because what happens in our mind's eye when we say, are you a Christian or when did you become a Christian? Immediately in our mind's eye, we go back in time and we picture a calendar and there's an X on the calendar. And that is the day that the event took place that we became a Christian. But the farther away we get from an event, the more the impact of that event 
subsides. We ask the question all the time. When did you become a Christian? Oh, I I was 12 years old when I got baptized. Or, you know, I was in college in a really wild time of my life and I found Jesus. And that's when I became a Christian. Or, you know, I went through a a horrible marriage and through that whole mess that I I found Jesus. And that's that's the time, that's, that's that's the event when I became a Christian. Can you imagine going to the doctor? Say, doctor, I'm sick. I got something wrong with me. I got some, uh, there's something inside me. There's a virus. There's some, something's going on. I'm just not right. Doc, you got anything that will fix me? You got anything that will make me better? And doctor looks at you and says, yes, absolutely I do. He says, here, first we're going to give you this shot in the arm, and then we're going to give you this prescription, and you start, you get, when you get home, take one of these pills, and then you just keep taking these pills until they're, until they're all gone. You, you do that. And so uh, you see the doctor, and he puts shot in there, and, you, and then that night, you go home. You don't feel any better. That ache, that pain, that soreness, it, it's still there. Something's not right, you know? And so you, you pick up the phone, you know, I mean, you went to the doctor four hours ago, and so you call the doctor and say, it's not working. You, what did, what, you did something wrong. I, I came to you in order to get better, to be made right, to feel good and feel right, and, and uh, you didn't fix the problem. The doctor says, no, 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 you don't, you don't understand. When you came to see me, I gave you what you needed to be made well, but what I gave you is a prescription. And so you just keep doing what I told you to do until there's no more little pills in the bottle or until you start to feel, you just keep doing what I told you to do. We, you know, if somebody went home after seeing the doctor and we looked at them and, and, and you know, they said, I don't feel good, I'm really mad at my doctor, we, we'd look at them and go, why are you mad at the doctor? Why are you mad at the doctor? Well, I went, I had an appointment, took care of the thing, right? No. What does it mean to be a Christian? What it means to be a Christian is to be on the path of learning about Jesus. Paths go up and paths go down. Paths are sometimes easy and paths are sometimes very hard. You can't always see where the path is heading. It is ongoing. You can look back and you can also look forward. Paths are new every day. Question. Friends, are you on the path Or did you attend an event? Are you on the path? What does it mean to be a Christian? It means we are on the path that Jesus leads us down. Warning. Paths are like roads. Warning. Paths are like roads. Sometimes we crash. Sometimes we crash. Write that down. Sometimes we crash. We get hit by others. We slide off the road. We are distracted. Life has crashes. 
you're going along and everything looks just fine and then all of a sudden the fog starts to set in and all of a sudden you look around and you start to spin and your finances are completely out of control. You're going along and things seem just fine and all of a sudden you look over and one of your children has decided to jump out of the car and make their own way and they're off and all of a sudden in your heart you know there is a wreck that is going on in your life. Your best friend used to sit with you in the car and you were going along the road and then all of a sudden you look over and they're not there anymore. They're in the back seat or they're in a car that's going in the opposite direction and you look around and you realize my marriage is a tangled mess in the ditch. Sometimes we crash. Write this down. Anticipate the crash. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means that you are on a path and sometimes there are crashes and we would do well to anticipate the crash. When you hit the deer, crash the car, slide into the ditch, those things happen in life. Those things happen in our spiritual life as well and you have good company. You realize that almost all of the warriors of the faith in the Bible, the people that we can look at and say, man, if I just had their faith, they all spent some time in a crash. All of them did. Remember Joseph? Joseph was the youngest and most favored son in a big family. His dad really loved him. His brothers were out tending to the flocks. And his dad says, son, I want, you to, I want you to go out and I want you to find out what your brothers are doing. Go check on them and then come back and report to me. And when he makes his way out there, what, what do his brothers do? His brothers scoop him up and throw him in a big hole in the ground. And then they sell him to be a slave in Egypt. I don't know what your family is like, but if your brothers and sisters haven't scooped you up and sold you into slavery, you're a step ahead of Joseph. Joseph had a crash. Surely while he was in the bottom of this pit looking up, he must have been thinking, I'm in a mess here. What's going on? What's going on? Where is this God whom I love? Surely there's no evidence he was thinking of those things, but why wouldn't he have been thinking those things? Remember Moses? Moses is chosen by God. Moses even kind of dukes it out with God. says, I don't want to be the guy. says, oh, you're going to be the guy, all right. I don't want to. Yes, you're going to be the guy. And finally, Moses is the guy that God says, you're going to lead my people that are enslaved in Egypt out of Egypt. And he says, okay, I'll do it. You know, I don't have a choice. But don't make me the speaker guy. He says, all right, your brother can do that. But you're going to lead them out of there and so they lead them out of slavery and they make their way out into the wilderness and where's the first place that God takes uh, the whole nation of Israel they puts her back right up against the water right the Red Sea is there meanwhile they turn around and here's Pharaoh's army coming towards them he's complaining to God everybody's complaining to God what's going on here why did you why did you take us out of this place that we were uh, seemed kind of comfortable there in retrospect and now we're out here in the middle of nowhere and look at this mess that you've got us in what's going on here we shouldn't be here should we seems like they were in a wreck Daniel 
All Daniel wanted to do was please God with every part of himself. He would not bow down to any false religions or any false gods, and he wouldn't do that, and he made a stand, and where'd that get him? He's down in this lion's den, looking around at a bunch of hungry lions, licking their chops and drooling, thinking they're going to have themselves some good old cooked up Daniel tonight. I've never been and can't even imagine what it would be like to be blindfolded and a firing squad and hearing it sort of counted off, but I can't help but wonder if that's not what Daniel felt like. He was given a death sentence. That's the, the, you broke the law, the punishment is you're going into the lion's den. Must have felt like all I ever wanted to do was please God and here I am. Jonah God goes directly to Jonah and tells him, there's something I need you to do. And Jonah said, well, that's a good idea, God, but uh, let me get back to you on that one. And he starts running the other direction. So God sends a big fish and a storm and sends him overboard. And the fish scoops him up. And so he's inside. And the only thing that he can smell is uh, fish insides while he's there. And you know he was doing some praying while he was there. Peter. Peter boldly declares to everyone that would listen, I will do whatever I need to do. I will fight. I will die for you, Jesus. You are my King, my God. You're my Lord. I I will fight for you. I will die for you, Jesus. He said, and then the next few hours go by. And Scripture tells us a little junior high age girl goes up and says, aren't you one of those people with Jesus? And he cusses her out and goes running and hiding. Bible says that he went away and he wept bitterly. He must have felt like he was in the ditch. How many times was the Apostle Paul in prison? How many times did he get beaten with a whip? How many times was he shipwrecked, bitten by snakes and cold, tired, drawn out? These are the warriors of the faith. All of them ended up in a crash. Anticipate the crash. What does it mean to be a Christian? It means to be on a path that Jesus takes us down. And then write this down. Learn from the crash. Learn from the crash. Joseph sold into slavery. God was preserving and preparing him to be a leader later on in his life. Moses at the Red Sea learned that God would provide a path out of anything that might be in front of him. Daniel in the lion's den learns that God would use Daniel to change the heart of an entire nation and King Nebuchadnezzar. God was involved every step of the way. We know that Jonah learned there is no use to run from God. Peter learns, serve God with humility and not arrogance. And Paul learns that there is a cost to following Jesus. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life even when you crash. 
What does it mean to be a Christian? It means that we look at an event in our life and say, I became a Christian then, but I've been on the path ever since, and Jesus is beside me. Whether high or low, easy or hard, fun or sad, difficult, easy, Jesus is always with me. He loves me. He cares for me. His spirit is within me. He strengthens me. I can move forward in Christ. Which begs the question, are you a Christian? Are you a Christ follower? For those of us that know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are duty-bound to share our faith with people that are just flying down the interstate, and we're duty-bound to share our faith with people that are currently in the ditch. We're to be brothers and sisters in arms and helping people move forward. If you're a Christian, that's your job. If you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ invites you to accept Him as Lord and Savior, to be baptized into Him, to be made new in Him, and to accept Him as Lord and Savior. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord or your Savior, that's a conversation that I would love to have with you. You want to know what's it mean to be a Christian? We can sit down. We can talk it out. We can arrange for you to be baptized if you've never been baptized. And you too can give your life to Jesus Christ. In the meantime, we all need to walk the path towards Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift of your son. Father, thank you for all of the examples in Scripture of people that have been through hard things so that we can know hard things happen. But you are with us. We ask this in Jesus' name, and amen.